1: Open. Then for Daly, now for Ferner, then Eddinghausen, now Richard and Richard crosses! There's the Blues try! Gotten turns it on, Andrew Johns supports, his brother Matthew is there, Chemnitz is beaten, he'll go in and score! Matthew Johns, he gets the try for the Knights! They know how important this kick is, and that guy Gaia has kicked it. The grand, final, the grand final party has come alive in Melbourne. Yes, yeah, some uh, very famous names there Johns, Wishart, Garlic, and Gaia. And uh, well, we'll no doubt be uh, hearing those names in rugby league uh, for many, many years to come. It's not uncommon, is it, for children to end up following their parents when choosing a career? In fact, I often get asked if I always wanted to uh, follow my father's footsteps and be a football commentator? Well, the answer for me was a definite no. I wanted to pursue a career in sports marketing, but as chance would have it, um, well, I was out of work in London, in the right place, I guess at the right time, and I began a journey as a sports presenter. Well, that was in 1998. The very same year, Melbourne Storm came into the NRL. And the very same year, Matt Geyer became one of the club's foundation players. And here we are, 20-odd years later, and Matt's own son, Cole, is about to become a contracted player with the club that he helped build. And Matty Guy is on the line. How are you, buddy?
0: Oh, I'm great, wah. Well, thanks for the intro, mate. I, um, it's funny, I was actually listening to it and I, um, I noticed a voice there commentating my little bit. A very <laughs> familiar sound of uh, your father's voice. It was uh, quite ironic that we're talking about fathers and sons today. And here we, here we are listening
1: to your dad. Yeah, I... I... It is, isn't it? It is, as, as the wheel turns. And um, it's a really yeah. nice story, what's happened with you. And, and for those uh, for our younger listeners, Matty Guy, a Melbourne Storm legend, 268 games, foundation player. Um, you won the premiership uh, in, in 1999, second year into the competition. Um, and we met over in Perth, didn't we? You were part of the Western Reds crew over there. Um, so then you spent a, a decade with Melbourne Storm or more. And I think when you retired, it was probably after the, was it 2008 grand final?
0: Yeah, mate, I was lucky enough to get beat 40 nil in my last game. So a bit of a send-off, a <laughs> bit of a farewell. <laughs>
1: but since then, Matty, but... so since then you, you relocated to the Gold Coast. Now, when you were down in Melbourne, um, you were having children like most uh, married men do and, and fathers. You became a very good father. Your little boys, I think they became ball boys, did they not, with Melbourne Storm?
0: Yeah, um, the family club, we, um, you know, we, we've we obviously, the way we'll set up, you know, we had Chris Anderson there and from the Bulldogs, we had a lot of that influence and then we had a lot of Broncos influence with our front office stuff with Johnsy and Reeves and um and, and I and, and Twera and Lazo we were the first few with sort of, with families and then Steve Kearney came in in the second year and so as the kids were coming through, we tried to keep them involved with the club and, and, and have an association there. So, um, you know, I was always dreaming of um when Mark, my brother, um, was playing for Penrith, my dream was to be a Penrith ball boy. Mm. Um, it never came to fruition and I actually knew a couple of ball boys um around that time. I was quite jealous of them and I found out one day that they actually got paid as well. It made me even more <laughs> jealous but so uh the day that um yeah I got to sort of let my boys and daughter as well um run up and down the sidelines while I was playing it was quite a I was I was probably probably more chuffed than them.
1: Yeah, I mean the guy name and everyone knows Mark Guyer, he's the higher profile of the two. Then you came along and forged a wonderful career uh, and made a, na- a name for yourself. You you no longer were living in in MG's um shadow since since your time at the Storm. So you've gone back into teaching. You're a maths teacher, I, I believe. Um and I think you you taught both of your boys too, is that right?
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. I I went back I I finished rugby league. I, I studied a surveying degree while I was while I was playing footy and, and I did five years of that um with one of my best mates up here in um I went to high school with him and then it just didn't seem to be a fit for me. You know, I had I um and I made a career change at thirty eight. I became a high school teacher and uh yeah, it just worked out perfect. I, I got a job at the school that we we're sending the kids to Marymount College up here on the Gold Coast and uh so I got you know, I got the it was a fantastic you know six years with my daughter and, and three or four with my my two sons and mm. got to teach them and got to coach them in their footy teams and tag teams and touch teams and um, I know I might have been in their life a little bit too much you know <laughs> thinking about it that way but yeah. um, you know I wouldn't have had it any other way. Hopefully they wouldn't have had it
1: any other way either. No, I'm sure they loved it and and, and are all better for the experience, mate. So, Carumban um, Eagles, is that where the boys came through? Is that where you began your own little coaching career too up there?
0: Yeah, yeah, as I was um explaining off air there, I I started my um my career as an under tens coach and I was the worst coach in junior rugby league history. I was I just come from the regime of uh of NRL and, and Melbourne where we were so structured and I was trying to structure your under tens and mm. yeah, I was terrible and I reflected on the first awards night and I tried to get, I was looking at giving away a most improved. Yes. And I couldn't give it to any kid. Not one kid had improved, and that was because of me. I was like, "This kid, you know, like this kid was a really good player, and he's still like just a good player. And yeah. this kid's not that great a player, and he's still not that great a player." So, it was good. It was a hard lesson to learn, and you know, I'm very reflective. And, yeah, and since that, you know, I've really gone back to you know just the basics of skill and fun, and just trying to get them back to the following cool. year, you know, and yeah. and that's worked. You know, we've had a bit of success around the club, and and a lot of the kids have, that I've coached. You know, of of going on to just you know be good young men in careers or or, or play a bit of footy as well. Mm.
1: It's a nice story there, and some lessons learned too, because you are talking to a, a fellow junior rugby league coach who maybe is guilty, <laughs> maybe is guilty at times of take, <laughs> taking it a little bit, a little bit too seriously. But in terms, mate, I know
0: you, I know you very well, mate. You, I, I know you. No stone it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, in terms of improving players, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a moment with with Craig Bellamy, because it's quite, it's quite remarkable what he has done. At Melbourne Storm. We'll get to that in a minute. I want to talk about, okay, so Cole, uh, your boy, um, he signed, I think it's a development contract with the Storm. Uh, and there are a number of other, well, let's call them sons of guns. We've got uh, Tyron Wisharts there. You've got Cooper John, son of, of Maddie, Tyron, son of Rod, obviously. Bronson Garlic, son of Sean Garlick. So he signed a development contract as well. And now Cole is going to be there. So in many ways, it, it's back to where where it all began. Did you ever think, Matty Guy, that um possibly one day that one of your own sons would be playing for the club that you won a premiership with way back in nineteen ninety nine?
0: Um you you, you you, no. Short answer no, uh, long answer yeah, you would you would you know, you dream. It's mm. a dream. Um I know what I always talk about what the club gave me rather than what I gave the club and um, you know, I I when I left Perth, like, you know, I, I was a really didn't want I thought, well, Perth's folded. I didn't want to go to another AFL town and I was like, Oh, I've got to go there, no one else wants me sort of thing. So I had to go to Melbourne and I was like, Oh, and then you go to meet the guys and they're good fellas, but again we're in an AFL town and I thought, Oh, this won't last too long and um and here I am, you know, like you said, twenty years later and and you know, I think you know, my son had a a couple of other clubs knocking on his door, just looking around and he, um, I guess his heartstrings and, but sort of led him to the storm a little bit, but he also made the best decision for his footy. And, and I think that is the best decision for footy. If you can get to the, if you can get to the club, you know, that's basically if you're the best club in the world, just about for rugby league and for a young hooker who, you know what he is, you know, he's got Brandon Smith and Harry Grant there. And obviously we're very close with, with Cam, Cam Smith. And, so his 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 education is about to just ramp right up. So yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah, it's a it's a really big shift where I didn't want to go there twenty years ago to you know, you've got people climbing over each other to try and just get that one of those thirty six spots that, mm-hmm. that are available down there full time. So I'm really proud of him, you know, he's worked hard, he he loves his footy and um, you know, I you know, I don't know if it's a proud father, but I think he's a better footballer than I ever was. He's he's pretty smart and he's got a few things going for him.
1: Well, if you've got half your work ethic, Matty, uh, he, he'll be on, on the very uh, the right path. You, and and what great tutelage he's going to get down there in terms of the other number nines at the club. But aside from that, as you say, it is a family club. And, and you were coached uh, initially by Chris Anderson. He came from Canterbury. That was the family club as well. So I guess you must feel um, um, a little bit assured and knowing that he's going back to a very good environment one that knows you very well and a lot of those people are still around there. The likes of, of Craig Bellamy, um, Frank Panisi as well. Having the guy a name I think can only be a good thing. He he probably um he probably fears a little bit too that hang on, people might think that I've only got there on my surname alone.
0: Yeah, I think that's a definite fear. I you know, I can um I can relate, you know, with mm. with Mark. He um and me you know, too. he was a yeah, yeah. Um, you know, having that um, shadow, so you speak, Mark had played for Australia before the time I started coming through the ranks and um, was one of the best players in the world, so uh, I could have easily, I guess with Mark and I, we've obviously you know, a, a fast outside back to a, a huge, you know, middle forward sort of thing, or back row, or, you know, we we can tell be told apart pretty easily, but it still doesn't take people away from saying the only reason you get there is because of a sibling or a father, and um, and I, I I welcome that challenge for Cole. Um, I, I bring it up with him and, and you know, the only one way to make people not assume that is to prove them. You know, I um yeah. you know, you can go through and, and look at a lot of the, the father sons and, you know, like the, the Morris boys, I'm sure mm. you know, when they first came through there might have been people saying that um they're only there for their father and yeah. and what they've done in the game is, you know, it's it's remarkable. You know, um I like Brett's you know, he, I, I really feel sorry for the way he's gone out of the game. I think he's probably the best winger in the last 20 years. He's amazing that he's his longevity and, um, no one, you know, a lot of people, you know, won't know, their, no, no, no slippery anymore. And no. and that's Cole's challenge, you know, is to, and I welcome it. You know, if people start talking about him as or me as his father or, you know, that that's fantastic, but he's got a lot of work to do and he's got to welcome that challenge. So, um, yeah, I don't, you know, and and, and as you just said, mate, the, the familiarity, um, like I've he, he's going to be my first child, moving out of home, and I'm a real I'm a real softy and sentimentalist, so I'll I'll be really sad the day he leaves my house, and um, you know, the house I'm sure will feel really empty, but if he was to go anywhere, like I, I couldn't be more assured um, of where he's going, you know, I'm, um, I'm not I'm not sending him into the into the lines then at all. I know there'll be a lot of pain for him over the next two years, but it's the kind of pain that you got to welcome because it brings results. and Absolutely. And I, I, I do have family there, like, um you know, Steve Kearney down there. Our families are really close. Yeah. Um, and then all those other people that you mentioned, plus more, plus many, many more um, that I've known for so long that will be there to, to look out for him.
1: Yeah, he'll be in good hands, mate. And that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful outlook you've got. And um, he will make a name for himself, Cole. And I look forward to watching his his career blossom in, in the years to come. You talk of uh, good figures around the place. Let's talk about Craig Bellamy. Uh, mate, I don't want to keep you too much longer because it's, it's getting late, but um, you've got hookers there. In <laughs> i got all Har- night <laughs> Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> you've got hookers there, Harry Grant and, and, and Brandon Smith. You've got fullbacks there, Ryan Pappenhausen and, and Nico Hines. They are a club that seems to have so much depth at the moment. People are fit. The team is firing. We'll touch on that briefly if we can. But in terms of Craig Bellamy, Matty Geyer, what is it about this man? Because, you know, they're proving this year, you know, there's no longer a Smith, a Cronk or a Slater. He has this uncanny ability of turning relatively little or unknown players into household names and superstars. How does he do it?
0: Yeah, look, I, there's a, there's, you know, he'll it'll, it'll be a great book to read, won't it? In, in 20 or 30 years when Craig brings out all his secrets, but um, he's, he's amazing. He, I really felt when he first got in Melbourne, I really felt that he was a really good coach, but he just didn't know it yet. And he didn't seem too confident. He he didn't really um, welcome in outside opinion. And the players, senior player group didn't really have much say or anything like that. But once he realized he could actually do this thing, um, that's when we sort of had our run, um, 2006, you know, and onwards, he, he really showed what he had. And, um, he works like um, again. I've I've had Chris Anderson, Mark Murray aside from Perth, um, and and Craig Bellamy as my coaches. So three really good coaches and different and different coaches. But um, what I've heard from people who have been around and and definitely I can attest to it is there is no harder working coach in the like in the world. He he's thorough. He um he and he, his attention to detail is second to none. Um, and then on the second on his side of it is the care for his players, you know, and, and I know we we hear about that now and that's that modern coach where um, you know, Rob Trent Robinson and Ricky, you know, they're they're often in the papers about their care for their players. They know their you know, they know their families and, and that's part of it as well. And it's while it's it sounds great, it's also gonna make your team run better because if you know what makes your player tick, they're gonna run a little bit better. But um, yeah, I think those those elements of Craig's um, of Craig's coaching, and I, I must admit one thing that um, never did I play for Craig Bellamy, and I wasn't ready to play. Mm. He and I remember when I retired, I'd only played. Under, I played not only, but I played under Craig for six years. And every game I played for him, I was I was like you know ready to run through a wall after he'd spoken to us, you know, and he mm. he he'd, he'd given us all their information and where we could get at them and where they you know. Where we had to defend and things like that, and you felt so prepared and so motivated, and then um, and you didn't always get the result, but you sort of knew you were in every fight. And um, and he, I, I remember when I retired, I thought, how's he gonna, how's he gonna be able to keep doing this? Mm. How's he gonna be able to keep week after week, year after year? And I just didn't know if he'd have any like a longevity. I knew he was good, but mm. um, but again, he's obviously doing it. And and for a guy who's been in the game for for nineteen, twenty odd years now. And to have a team that has lost Smith, has lost Kronk, has lost Slater, before that Inglis and and Hoffman and um, Johnson and that well, goes on, on and on and on, and um, and be running into the you know the games consecutive games record, like wow, you know
1: like it's just crazy. He's a good, no doubt about that, right? Both who um, who poses the greatest challenge to Melbourne Storm. Winning the title this year, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, I think I think there's only three, and I think it's the three that stand out. I think I think Parramatta—they look like they they've run their race at the moment. They just—they've got to find some confidence real quick. Um, I know when we won the compi '99, everyone—we lost our first semi-final, and everyone said, you know, that, well they can't win. It's up to the other five teams, and we end up winning it. So, mm. you know, right, Parramatta off at your own peril. But history set, states that they're probably out of the race. But um, a fit Tom Trebojevic means manly is. Lethal. Um, I really like the the, the big Polynesian boys um, on the edges. They're, just, they're just really killing it. Uh, I think that, like there's an X factor there. Like the X factor is it going to be there with with Tommy? Mm. Um, if he's not there, that they can't win it. Um, and same with Penrith. I think is um, Cleary going to come back? If he comes back, they're a big chance. They're a really big chance if he gets another two or three good games under his belt. Penrith are a real threat and i think um the roosters they've just had too many injuries but they've had a great year like with what they've done but i think the other threat would be obviously the bunnies who are just in white hot form and um if they're allowed to play their brand of footy um which is generally melbourne's you know best asset is stopping other teams playing the footy they want to play but if Souths are allowed, are allowed to play their brand of footy um they're they're just unstoppable they're, you know so i i i can't you know, with those with Cleary and, and Trebojevic being doubts, mm. um, but I, I, if, I'm, I'm thinking Penrith. I think Penrith again. I think Cleary will come good. He got through the last game. He's, you know, his he, his form is is ridiculous. Like, you know, we'd be talking about if Tom Trebojevic wasn't lighting up the skies, mm. we'd be talking about Nathan Cleary, um, and that's just saying how good Tommy's going. But um, best thing is, mate, they're um, they're all New South Welshmen. Yes.
1: Well, Maddie. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great run to the finals. It's going to be a great finish, and it probably is only you know a, a race in four. But let's enjoy it. I'll let you get back to marking those maths exam papers, and it, it's wonderful to talk to you, Maddie. And um, we'll stay in touch and, and chat again soon. And all the best. No, I look forward all to All the best brother. to the young fella too, Cole. We'll be we'll be looking out for him. No, thanks a lot. Well, I appreciate that, buddy. There he is, uh, Buffer Maddie Guy, a wonderful young man, um, and a good mate as well. And uh, Fingers crossed that his young fella Cole goes gangbusters when he does play in the NRL.